Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here is your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day to you all, and welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed, where we have conversations with today's thought leaders, change makers, and disruptors to bring you tips, tools, and strategies to help you grow. Now, for those that are actually new to the show, I'm a content repurposing whiz for speakers, authors, and coaches, helping them turn their book into two years' worth of social media posts. I effectively help them turn their existing content into new profits. And today I'm very, very excited to be sharing with you and talking uh, with Trevor Young, who is a PR and communication strategist and coach. And we're going to be talking about the credible authority method. Now, to give you a little bit of background on Trevor, he is a battle-hardened PR and communication strategist, coach, as well as a speaker and a social broadcaster. He was the pioneer of social media and content marketing um, within the industry here in Australia. And uh, Trevor also established his popular bot blog, The PR Warrior, back in 2007. He is the author of two books, including The Content Marketing for PR, and he hosts the very, very popular Reputation Revolution, a podcast that's all about personal brand, influence, and impact. So please help me welcome to the show, Trevor Young. G'day, Sally. How are you? Very, very well. Thank you. G'day to you as well. Yes. Sorry, that's the Australian coming out. Very <laughs> much so. Hello, Sally. Great to be on the show. Thank you for having me and uh, always enjoy our chats. So really looking forward to getting into today. Yes, so am I very much so because we've, uh, I dare say we're going to go off on all sorts of different tangents around content, (laughs) around strategy um, and the way that people can level up and increase their influence uh, for themselves as well. 
So I'm really, really keen to dive into this uh, credible authority method that I know you've been unpacking over time, but I'd really like you to give us a little bit more of your backstory that's actually led you to these incredible and recent insights. Yeah, um, thanks, Sally. Look, my background way back is journalism, but really I've been in in public relations and communications for pretty much my whole professional life. Um, I uh, have worked on the agency side pretty much that whole time, so that's that's exposed me to some of the biggest brands in the world, certainly the biggest brands in Australia, uh, but also small up and comers and and mm. uh, you know, startups and fast growth companies and individuals. So uh, I've really been exposed to, the, to a lot. I've run my own uh, agencies and um, sold them and started them and sold them and started and merged. But uh, that's um, that's probably the agency side. But more mm. recently. Um, I've, I've been, um, because I started blogging in 07 and I loved this whole notion of, well, what's this blogging thing? I thought I'd, I reckon I learned more in six weeks of blogging than what I did in, you know, a year of working out what blogging was. Um, Mm. and, and just being on social media and, uh, LinkedIn, uh, in those early days that if you ask someone to connect with you, you were definitely seen as a stalker. Um, (laughs) And, yes, so true. And, and Twitter in the early days, when you like everyone, you jump on and say, "What the hell is this?" But then, you know, yeah. that participating in Twitter when it was really the golden years of Twitter, and and I just mm. built my own profile. And being a PR person, I've been in the background for the whole time, and and mm. all of a sudden, people were wanting me to speak and do all this, and um, I've had to learn to go through all this anyway and go with it. So, I guess I've I've tested and learned all as I've gone. I've looked at blogging and podcasting for a very long time and and uh you know exploring on video and virtually every other social channel and i'm always looking at how can we use it to build our profile and our reputation and and credibility for our brand so i've gone through that journey and now i've really helped a lot of other people do it um through whether it's through my content my speaking so just for an example um Mm -hmm. because i did build that profile unbeknownst to me doing it versus today when you could look back and say well i can do this this and be a lot more strategic about it there was no strategy in the early days but just by sheer dent of getting out and having a crack uh with blogging and and social i was asked to speak uh, i probably mm. did 50 talks for nothing before a an agent one of the top agents in the country happened to be in the audience and he said um you want to speak professionally <laughs> so yeah. I, I end up getting an agent and then i got a book uh, a book deal with wiley publishing which is one of the biggest uh, business mm. business book publishers in the world so all that happened around me because i put myself out there and that's and i guess from that point on it's it's then then what do you do with the the profile and the reputation so these days i'm i'm more coaching i do strategy and i coach people and mm. i guess at the end of the day for my sins, I joined Dots. So mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of people, PR is getting media coverage, and it's so not. It may have been 20 years ago, uh, mm. but today that's just – I know PR people who wouldn't even talk to the media at all, and it's, it really shocks people to hear that. But it's really – we can now become our own media channel. We don't have to be, you know, going through the gatekeepers. But that doesn't mean that the whole media relations thing – uh, is obsolete either. So I look mm. at all of those elements and join the dots for people because, let's face it, Sally, it's really hard to get just do stuff now and to get confused and yeah. there's so much to do. And we can't yeah. do it all, nor should we try and do it all if we want to build a, a, a brand. Yeah, I think there's two th- things that I really picked up out of there. A is the how serendipitous life can be when you just throw yourself 
in it uh, and how how it just works it works itself out but um and so many people i know get stuck in that you know perfectionism and i know i did that for years but when you just launch and learn and adapt as you go is where the magic happens. So I wanted to make sure um, being the bossy Sally, as most so many people know me as, that we've just highlighted <laughs> that again, um, that, you know, just just dive on in, just do something and, and learn along the way because that's where you'll create your own opportunities. Digital serendipity. Love- Digital serendipity. Don't underestimate it. No ROI whatsoever on it, but, boy, it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Love that. I haven't heard that phrase before, so I'm just going to write that down in two secs. The other one is um, the joining of the dots. Um, and I know you and I talk a little bit around um, the, finding it in a genius, but I think there's also finding the platform that actually helps you operate and leverage um, as well. Um, so, yes, joining the dots, but you don't have to always have all of the dots. Um, you just need to be on the right dots, if that makes sense, and the right platform. So part of what you talk about with your methodology is around um, the um, empowering the voice and getting the strategy and the mindset side of things is uh, right. So I don't know whether you want to start with sharing some of the, um, I suppose, common problems that you see um, before you go into it, but I'll, I'll uh, let you sort of explore um, your insights around uh, strategy and mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, um, this is the first part, and I'll, I'll just backtrack a little bit. The, uh, the credible authority method is something that I've been working on. I've only named it in, in recent weeks. Um, I've been sort of, um, I guess, building it in public but this is probably one of the very few times I've actually laid it out properly in public. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's always a work in progress. It's you know like any framework that you develop, it's a couple of steps forward, one step back. Uh, yeah. But I'm pretty comfortable with it, so much so that I think this will be my next book. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting myself out there on that one. So the first part of it is empower your voice so this this is definitely the the prep side of things getting you know preparing and and we're talking about i'll backtrack again for five seconds this is about building a professional personal brand in a way Mm. that's strategic sustainable and respectful now two words i'll highlight there one is professional which Mm. means you know this is for credible people this is not for being uh, uh you know an influencer or an instagrammer or a tiktoker that's that's not what this is about. Um, this is for people with credibility who have got the chops, got the runs on the board. And, and in my experience, the people who are the most experienced and have got the wisdom are the ones least likely to go out and put it out there. So yeah. they're the ones I probably tend to help more. And that's why this, this framework, um, I think, is more aimed at them. And the other part is, um, I said strategic and sustainable, but in a respectful way. Uh, we all know in the online world, there's a lot of people who aren't really respectful of their audience and their time and they're always pitching and, you know, you sign up for something and you get a million emails and all of that. This is about continuing to deliver value and uh, being, a you know, a really good uh, digital citizen. So just that's yes. just a bit of a forward that's there. All right. Way. So <laughs> uh, empower your voice really is, yes, there's the strategic part, but I think even before you get to strategy, you've got to look at... Um, yourself you've got to get yourself right and i don't think you can just turn this on this is um you mm. know looking at things like imposter syndrome um mm. which i know a lot of people have i know i've 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 had that or suffered 
from it over the journey. It's not something you click your fingers and fix. Um, perfectionism, you know, the pursuit of pe perfectionism. I know a lot of, you know, really great professional people and business leaders who suffer from that. So they get into paralysis. They never actually put anything mm. out or ship it, as uh, Seth Godin would say. And, mm. and those sites of things where it's about, it's, it's a lack of confidence. And, and again, the people who have got the runs on the board often, often aren't overly confident putting themselves out there. And, you know, you say putting yourself out there. I say putting yourself out there. That's really mm. about creating content, getting out on social media and having a point of view mm. and, um, and, and sharing your ideas in public. Um, that's, that's what we're normally saying there. So really, I think it's a matter of if this is something that you do struggle with, that you do try and, you know, find ways and means. I'm not a, you know, I don't think you need a psychologist. My theory is you just go out and do it. Um, yeah. And I know that's easier said than done. But, you know, I, if I looked at speaking, you know, I was an imposter syndrome for, for, for years on that. And I hated speaking. And the more I put myself out there, the better I got. And then you just, over time, you just learn to do it and you, Oh, it's not so bad after all. Once you get yeah, out there, I've done that with clients. Yeah. Is once we've pushed through that that wall, then they get a lot more comfortable, and then they get nice mm. feedback, and they don't get you know they don't get trolled and stuff mm. like that which mm. they're expecting. So yeah. um, that is something I think we've all got to grapple with. But there's you know people out there better than me who can help you with it. It's more about understanding that you've got to get over those challenges and roadblocks in your head, be mm. or be at least be aware of them. Uh, because it will hold you back from all the other things that we're going to um, lay out today. The strategy yeah. side really is is really, you know, pretty much down to the basics. And and, and a lot of this whole method is strategy. Um, mm. But the, the, the early building blocks of strategy really are the, you know, understanding yourself and your your strengths and your mm. your principles, your operating principles and values, um, what I call your prowess, what, are, you know, they yeah. are your strengths. Um, your philosophy. Um, now, what's your philosophy on your profession, your industry, the things that you do? Have you got a better way to do things? Have you got ideas uh, mm. around the way that you do what you do? Um, sometimes you might have an enemy. Um, and when we talk about an enemy, that's taking fire at the big guys. Or, you know, if you're in a, mm. if you ran a fintech, your enemy would be the big banks, the big nasty yeah. banks. So yeah. it's not a person yeah. um, necessarily. It's, it's actually time could be a, the enemy or, you know, lack of time could be the enemy. So mm. I, mm. I put that under sort of philosophy of really unpacking that and understanding what that is. And mm. also personality. What's, you know, is there a, a quirky trait or something that, you know, that accentuate to di differentiate they say, uh, you've got the red glasses, you're full red, I'm full black. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is not about crafting a persona or that, you know, a fake persona that you want people mm. to, you know, um, that it's not you, it's not authentically you. But I, mm. I know some people who, you know, one one guy who's um, really big in Europe and he's a great content guy and marketing guy and he's he, he um, loves, he's a rock band photographer, he takes takes photos at rock bands, he loves heavy metal music, and he tries to bring that aspect to him. So in a world where it's really hard to, there's a lot of noise and really hard to differentiate, I think sometimes is there a little quirky thing that we can do um, mm. that a signature, now it doesn't have to be visual, it might be, you know, a passion for something, you know, it might be passion mm. for dogs, I say that because we just got a puppy two days ago and he oh. might start yelping any minute now. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's, what's your passion and maybe you can infuse that into what you do but that's that's really just 
getting an understanding of yourself. Then, of course, it's things like mm. what do you want to be achieving? Um, mm. What are your goals when it comes to, okay, I'm going to, you know, I've already got a personal brand. Everyone's got a personal brand, whether you like it or not. So um, why wouldn't you want to have some influence over that uh, is mm. the way I look at it. So if that's the case, um, then then if you're going to back to scratch and going back to basics, what do I want to achieve if I do build a brand mm. deal? It might be to help with my business. It might be mm. um, I want to set up a, a side a side business one day and move out of corporate. Everyone's mm. got different goals, and I think you just need to be understanding of that without overcooking it. I don't, you know, some people can overcook this, and again, perfection. They don't. No one moves anything from there. They stuck on their goals and they don't go any further. So mm. I think it's more about having an understanding and a direction. Uh, more than, you know, I want to earn a million bucks by the end of next year sort yeah. of thing. Um, and so that that's sort of that understanding, your your goals, your audience, um, what you're trying to achieve. And the things with the audience too, and we'll, mm. once you get content, you really unpack your audience um, a lot more. But yeah. one thing I do like people to do is to create a, a their own narrative. So in content, um, as you're um, all over it, um, Sally, you know, it's it's about the audience and what's of interest and relevance to them. Absolutely. But if you look at a Venn diagram, that's one side. But on the other mm. side is what story, the message you want to get out in the marketplace. You know, mm. my my audience might be interested in horse racing and I can talk about horse racing till I'm blue in the face. But if there's no connection back to me, I've got nothing to do with horse racing. Yeah, okay. what's so what's what's your narrative in your story? And there's a number of ways to build a narrative, but really in short, that's that's your story. It's a little bit of where you've come from, where you want to where you want to be headed, what your vision is, um, some proof points along the way, um, mm. and, and and the things that you know you'll have you'll develop your own messaging over time that um, that that makes up that story. So it, yeah. your story and narrative is never ever evolving beast. If it was a kind of like a startup, <laughs> a lot easier because well, this is you know where we come from and this was the challenge we saw and this is what why we've set up the company and everything. There's a lot mm. more nuance around a person, and I think mm. you'll find when you sit down and think that through, you often really will look back at you know your philosophy and why you know mm. with me. Um, my story of coming through um, the, you know, the PR agency ranks and I always thought there was a better way. So I st mm. started my own and, and then I thought, well, I want some events and experiential to go with it. So I've always pushed the boundaries of what PR is before, you know, most people in our, in our industry. And, and then that puts me out there to, because I love exploring and I'm curious and that's why for most people. So there's a yeah. bit of a pattern that forms. So understanding yeah. your story and your narrative and but also being aware that that will will change over time and, and you'll get better with that story. Yeah. And then and then we get into content. So the second part is is really uh enhance the credibility of your voice. So this right. is really your content. Now when we talk content, we're also talking social media because you might say I need a social media strategy, that's fine, but you'll get about this far before you'll run into oh I actually need a content strategy first. So <laughs> isn't content, that so true? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yes. I work with pretty big brands on that and they say we want a social media strategy. And I say, okay, you want a content strategy on tipping, but we'll get there. And yeah. then we do the content strategy and then social falls off the back of that. But there's a you know the content side of social media is very important um, as, mm. as you're aware as well. So I mean, content is everything. This is when you do delve into your audience, mm. and you do delve deep, deep, deep into your audience, and you'll always get a better understanding of your audience. If you're a smaller, 
business and a smaller player, you'll probably understand your audience much better than a bigger company that does yes, everything yes. in focus groups. But if you're close to the ground um, and you're talking to your customers and potential clients and that sort of thing, you know the questions, you know their pain points. And so that's mm. good. But there's two mm. parts. It's it's This is where it'll get really interesting too because there's two there's a number of different parts of content but i like looking at um there's the utility side and that's the best place for most people to start okay. and that is really being useful and helpful because you don't get, can't go wrong being useful and helpful, helpful. and that yeah. really is your uh answering people's questions and you know um their challenges and their roadblocks and all of that sort of stuff which is what probably traditional content marketing is about I'm more about, and if you want to sort of stay the professional expert, and that's where I want to be, I don't want to be a thought leader, I want to be an expert, that's where you'll stay and you'll go deep, deep, deeper than anyone else. Yeah. It's becoming very crowded in most industries, so you've got to understand your niche and you've got to go deeper than everyone else and, mm. and you know put your passion and enthusiasm into your content um, because why should people listen to you versus this person over here who's pretty much in the same space? The mm. next one on is leadership content. And leadership content is, look, people don't know what they don't know. I always mm. think Seth Godin is a classic exponent of leadership content. He's not there mm. solving your problems. He's poking you in the eye, metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he's... Uh, poking the bear, as we call it here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you yeah, yeah. This? And that's yeah. about putting ideas out there and, and running with it. And, and I know we think that thought leadership is this big lofty highfalutin thing and you know the marketing game is you know the whole whole online world's killed off thought mm. leadership of what it really means mm. uh, i'd love to claim it back again i think we, the world needs more thought leaders we need mm. more experienced people out there pushing us to think bigger um, yes. pushing our right. pushing our thoughts and our ideas and but a thought leader just should never just be you know the old school thought leader would sit there and pontificate and this is the way it is Whereas today's thought leader really, you know, is bringing people along for the journey is just mm -hmm. as important and mm -hmm. listening to other people and helping, again, join dots of things as some mm -hmm. ideas. And, um, you know, those ideas can come from anywhere and, and yeah. they'll often be tied back to your philosophy and what you're thinking and you'll probably start creating a, a lexicon, your own language around things. And, and But yeah. that's the one that will, that will rise you above others um you might be controversial you might be thought-provoking um you know it's not about being controversial if you know for controversy's sake i know people that love being controversial and they stand out and they build massive massive followings and good on them but um that's not for everyone and so uh, i think I leadership so go no, I was just going to say, I just wanted to dig into that because I was I, I put a big circle around philosophy because I, in my world, the the word was, you know, you need to be a disruptor. And I do have that in part of my introduction. But I think people get so hell, hell bent on um, being that disruptor. And that's where that pause point for themselves come in going, oh, but, you know, what's going to happen if I do disrupt for those that are on, in that thought leadership space? But when you said the word uh, philosophy, I went, oh, yeah, because you can have a philosophy around why something doesn't work and what there's there's new opportunities, which is that stimulation of 
idea generation or ideation from not just from yourself but for your audience as well so I just wanted to just sort of highlight that because to me that was such um such a, a my own aha moment from changing that word to from disrupted to uh, bringing that into the philosophy and having both sides of the philosophy which is then sitting yeah. into that leadership journey and helping others uh, form and create their own new ideas and their new way new perspectives and new ways of thinking so Thank yeah, you. you hit the nail on the head there and new ways of thinking, um, you know, taking a, a topic and, and twisting it around a bit or research or trends or um, I worked at a, a PR company called Edelman, they're the world's biggest PR firm and um, they mm. for nearly 20 years they put out a, a not expecting anyone to go out and do this, but uh, a research report called um, the Edelman Trust Barometer. And mm. they are now the, the the leaders in trust in terms of what it is, what it means, and the trends and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and, and that's a classic big, you know, thought leadership play. Nice. Um, but it doesn't mean we – but so I know others that do research at a really much smaller level um, mm. and, and then get some ideas out of that and then – Take that thread through as a as a uh, as a discussion point. Maybe it's a discussion thread on Twitter, and so mm. it, it's 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 really about you know being prepared to be wrong mm. and putting your you know putting an opinion out there, but an opinion based on you know hard graft and experience and uh, you know research that you've done, and it might mm. be research you know if you're in an organization and you see what's happening within that that social and people might be it's not business necessarily it could be a social mm. issue mm. And, and highlighting that social issue and we can do better than that and have we thought about going down this path so thought mm. leadership is like and and i deal unfortunately with a lot of nuance and everything that i talk about if this is why you've got to sort of work where, where you want to fit in this in this world yeah. so content you know we know that content then will become you know our audience but also what what will they find interesting and we we can't be all mm. things to all people so we need to work that out but i just thought i'd bring the utility and the um the leadership content highlight it because sometimes are you a uh someone who wants to be the expert or do you want to be the um you know pushing forward and curious and that side mm. of things and usually people will veer one way or the other yeah. and no there's no right or wrong by the way mm. um it's actually i listened to a uh, a good podcast the other day and i I might get it, the name wrong of who who it was, so I won't say it. But they were they were talking about um, they were talking about Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A similar sort of a thing, uh, but they'd, they, their whole thing is expertise is becoming a commodity. And you need mm -hmm. to be a visionary. So oh, mm. I might say a thought leader or a leader and they're saying visionary. And I think, well, that's very highfalutin. So that might scare a few people off. But it's yeah. the same It's the same thing. You're probably going to veer one way or the other. But if you are an expert, you've got to be damn good. And therefore, it's what you do with that expertise and expertise. how you communicate, how you articulate it, package it and communicate it.
And that ties also back into as you get deeper understanding of your audience, that's where the evolution of that voice and that message becomes more relevant to your audience, but more attuned to your own uh, philosophies, personalities, etc. as well, which right. I also Correct. think is a great thing to highlight is um, I'm working with a couple of uh, smaller uh, businesses at the moment and they're going, but I just need to get the website done and I need to get the wording done as though it's going to be done forever. <laughs> you know, it's it's we, it's we as humans are always evolving, and I think that's one of the key key messages: is we are always evolving, and to give people permission to actually be evolving because things will constantly change yeah. if you are curious and being of service. Yeah, absolutely. It's that you said yeah. you've said it right there about being of service and 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 understanding that and understanding your audience and and working with them. I guess the other yeah. part is how do you want to position yourself in the market yeah. and this part of that strategy and it's really it's quite an interesting one because i use a, a tool you know simple circles venn diagrams again um it's it's all about um uh, i call it the spheres of conversation and mm -hmm. and i just say well what are the what are the conversations what are the issues the topics the conversations the public conversations mm -hmm. that you want to be part of uh, or lead or um you know um ignite debate around and and that differs from the people, the online marketers who say, oh, what's your niche and get down to the nth degree. Most people I talk to have got no idea. They don't want to go into a niche. And I understand the niche inside of marketing. This yeah. is PR and communications. This, I talk sort of reputation and brand and profile. And this mm. builds the base 365 days of the year. People get hung up on the marketing. If you're just doing online marketing, but you're not building your brand and your base mm. and the trust and the visibility and all of that, you're going to be in a world of pain. You've got to have deep pockets because it's the same as you open Facebook and you see ads from people you've never heard of. Mm. But if you've been out there adding value for time and time again, then you pitch, I call it credibility before conversion. When yeah. you build that credibility first, then you start paying for social media, you know, social ads and, and probably doing a bit more SEO and all of that. Then if all the parts are working together. Um, but if you neglect the hard yards about doing the other, and there's some people who build a brand that's so well, they don't need to spend any money on advertising. But if you yeah. don't build a brand and you don't build that reputation, you're going to have to spend a lot. A lot of money. Yeah. I think, yeah, so true. It's that those fundamental foundations that uh, give you the leverage and the, the, literally the trampoline to, to jump, uh, jump higher and, and reach more people. And Derek just, um, just commented and was talking about when you're sharing your opinions and you're getting your feedback, that is part of that, uh, curiosity. Um, and you get to refine and see different uh, perspectives and view, viewpoints. And I think that's very much part of the equal exchange that occurs when you're yes, producing your own that. content um, and you're um, sharing it with people. You get their insights, which actually creates leverage for you. And I think that's where that, that uh, as I said, the equal exchange occurs when, you, when you're out, out creating content. Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you see around the corner? Well, no one's... Uh um a futurist you know there's a lot of futurists out there but no one ever goes back to check whether they ever got it right or not but but yeah. the whole idea is you don't have to get it right you just have to say look this is where i see things going it might not be right but i'm this is these are some trends or some where things are headed or you might just say look i'm bouncing over to here um i mm. just believe this is the world today i think it's 
really jammed up over here and noisy, so I'm going to build my own island here. <laughs> yeah, and isn't that part of sharing the story and inviting, uh, uh, sorry, sharing the journey and inviting people to join that story of that journey with you as well? Yeah, well, you work with authors, right? And and there was a time, and, and, and even with businesses. So if you look at businesses and startups and authors, right, mm. um, two very different beasts, but it's very similar. You never, if you were going to launch a business, you'd hold it in. You would, you'd have the big unveil, the big unveil. And the same with the car, a big unveil. No one's ever seen it before. Or a book, you know, da-da, I'm here. I'm launching tomorrow. It's my book launch, yeah? Years mm. ago, no one talked about it in advance, right? Today, yeah. they're talking about it, if it's on books, before. They're talking about it before they even yeah. start putting a word down. Yeah, writing about um, it. Oh, giving, yeah, totally. They do. They Well, the good yeah. ones do because you yeah. bring people on for the journey. So when the book's out, you've already written about it, you've discussed the ideas, you've put them out there, and and all of a sudden... You've got your audience. You've got mm. your audience, and mm. but you've already, you're writing it in your head as you go as well. I mean, yeah. I put two covers up. I remember putting two covers up of my last book, Content Marketing for PR, and I put them up on, um, uh, on LinkedIn side by side and I said, look, I've got two designs. I have no idea which one... I've, I, have, I had 10, I got two, I got no idea which one's going to yeah. going to be the best one. So I put it on LinkedIn. I reckon, if I recall, it was around 70,000 views on it. Like it was just went off the charts because everyone has an opinion. <laughs> and um, it was great. And that was that was before the book was, you know, I was getting close, but, you know, yeah. I was still a couple of months away. And so in that instance, A, was there a clear, was there, I was always curious about that, was there a clear winner and from that, uh, from the insights around that clear winner, did you change or tweak anything? I oscillated between the two. Um, yeah. One I felt was more creative and interesting. The other was going to work better mm -hmm. uh, on Amazon if you're on a, you know, on your phone or something like that. It was 50-50, yeah. by the way, pretty much 50-50. Oh, wow, um, okay. And so that that exercise didn't actually help me at all. Didn't help, but, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it did because people who went with the, the, the one that was the obvious one that would really work, um, it was, yeah, that one works. The people, yeah. who, a lot of the people who looked at the other side, the one that I've got now uh, that I went with, and is pro I felt it was a bit more of a creative feel and it just probably yeah. hit emotionally yeah, yeah. uh they they had a little bit more to say about oh it says this or whatever mm. and and i felt that that was where i am so that's yeah. me you'll have some people say well this is going to work because it's to, true to type and it, it's pretty obvious and it stands out i'm mm. not that person i'm saying this is yeah. cool i'm gonna go with this yeah. it's the same with yeah. an seo headline of an article do I want an seo headline that's boring or do i want that's really interesting i'll go with the interesting, interesting. one interesting you know, yeah. and, I, and I know there's right and wrong with all of that, but that's that's the way I'm wired. Yeah, and, and isn't doesn't that come back to the very first conversation we had around understanding who you are and how, how you play your game um, so you know which way, so you've got your consistency of uh, brand and of, you, you know, your own demonstration of who you are to your audience. Correct, yeah, yeah, understanding yeah. yourself and... Mm. Um, We've all got to have that introspection at some time, but particularly yeah. if you're going down this path, it's a good idea. So that's, I mean, and content then is around, you know, the, the, the social media channels that you're going to use and where your audience mm -hmm. is. But, you know, like the only other thing with that is that, you know, your audience 
might be on Facebook, but do they want to hear from you on Facebook? You know, mm. if you're a business, well, yes, my audience is on Facebook, but the sort of things I talk about might not be right for Facebook. Look, I, I, I think you need a one-two punch. You need a one main channel and you need... Mm. Um, you need a sort of a backup prime, uh, a secondary one that's social, but then I, I'm a believer in having an owned media, committing to one owned media channel and then mastering that and moving on. So that is yeah. it a, um, you know, is it a podcast? Is it an email newsletter that you're building? Is it a blog? I think everyone should probably have a blog anyway because all your podcasts go on a blog anyway. Yes. But is it text? Are you going to write articles for your blog? Uh, or are you going to have a you know a YouTube show now? Yes, I get the fact that YouTube you don't own it; it's not an owned media asset, but it kind of is because you just take the videos and you put them on your own channel anyway. So, are you going to go with video, live streaming, uh, text-based articles, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, uh, audio or or uh, email newsletter? They're they're pretty much what you've got to play with. Mm. And the thing is, you know. If you don't like being on video, don't do video. If you love writing, you've got to write. You know, you might say, but my, you know, my audience doesn't read. Of course they read. You know, like you, you've got to do what's going to give you longevity and you're going to get you excited. And and once you do that, then you can cross boundaries a bit. You know, then you can write and you can do a few things. But I, I'm more cognizant of getting people getting going because if they try and do everything, and yes. when you after you've been doing it a while and you've got some help and you know where the dots join and everything that's when you take it up a notch and you build that omnipresence online. Yes. And I think that can be incredibly powerful if you've got the will and the resources to do it. That yeah. really puts you ahead of the pack because you're going to be seen everywhere. Well, hopefully in the right places, not everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I'd like to um, also explore one of the things that you said in your recent blog uh, as it related to extending your reach of the voice was understanding who influences them. Yes. So that's the third E. So the first one was empower your voice, enhance the credibility of your voice. This is extending the reach of your voice. Mm. Now, this is uh, just by way of context. This is about, there's two parts to this. One is about, you know, spreading your, your story and your message and your ideas further than your existing network and audience. Uh, and then it's also about building that audience, but it's not about numbers per se. It's I think mm. the secret really is um, is is the community and and building a better connection with your audience. So um, let's take the extending your reach and reaching beyond your networks. So the the things to do here really are. Um, what we call media relations in the PR game. This is what a lot of people think public relations is. It's media relations. And um, this is really, uh, you know, is there a radio show you need to be on? Is there a newspaper or local press or, you know, probably more likely an industry uh, publication or blog? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I like the hybrid ones, which are run professionally, but mm. then they're still run by one or two people. And um, and they've um, you know they run run on the the smell of an oily rag, and they often need content. So they're the hybrid ones are really really good to do. But that's that's looking at media and then saying, okay, well, which channels will reach my audience, or which ones do I need to be in to be seen? You know, mm. to be positioned right. So there's two different things. One is to reach an audience, or another one might. My audience is not really here, but hey, it's a bloody good name to be part to be seen in. So, um, you know, that's the strategic thinking around it. And then it's 
that's a whole different ball game you've got to go out to there. But look, our media is now, you know, podcasters and mm. YouTubers, and this is a media channel as well. So mm-hmm. I like to extend it out to, you know, the, my definition of media now is, is you know, you guys as well, uh, mm. me as a podcaster, that sort of thing. Um, mm. And that opens the scope of let's start small and, you know, maybe build up and get our confidence and our ideas going. And then, mm. you know, as you start going up the chain, um, you know, then hopefully you can get into the industry publication or if you're good enough, you you know, you might be able to get it into it there. But it mm. emphasis on the relations part. It's just yes. sending in a press release probably won't work. Like it, yeah. it that working now, unless your news is just breakthrough and off the charts, yeah. you know, forget it really. The, the smart way to do it is really one good story, one publication. So we had a, I was working with a global um, consultancy and, you know, they had a good story and it was right for managers and we looked at management today in the UK. Perfect blog. Perfect. Well, it's not a blog, it's more of a, a magazine, but, you know, really well positioned. We pitched to them and uh, we put a lot of thought into the story. But, um, you know, to make things a lot easier, that was still cold, but, you know, when you've got professionals doing it, doing the the, um, the liaison, uh, they know kind of what to say. But if you're doing it yourself, it's often... You know, maybe there's a podcast you want to be on and you connect with that person on Twitter and chances are they are on Twitter. Um, you mm-hmm. connect on LinkedIn. You just add value. You share their stuff. You just get to know and understand who they talk to, who's on the show, what the sorts mm-hmm. of questions they ask. And then when you're ready, pitch something that's going to really hit them between the eyes. It's going to be really correct uh, and resonate. Now, it's not going to work every time, but what you've got to do is give yourself the best opportunity. I mean, I'm being pitched all the time on stuff that's totally and utterly irrelevant. It's yeah, worth it. But if someone's got a name and I've heard of them or maybe they've, you know, they've been conversing with me on Twitter or something, I'm going to, you know, prick my ears yeah. up. So it's about building relationships with key people, not trying okay. to be on every every place. And, and if you build your brand big enough, people will come to you. Yes. Yeah, if you build it big enough and you're out there, then then it's a push-pull, Yes. I've got a great idea. I want to pitch it out or or pull it back. And I I know a a number of people who, you know, they only, I I was speaking to someone the other day and there was a topic that came up on Sunday and she, she put the time in on Sunday night and she wrote the pitch. Uh, She wrote the article because she's written Mm -hmm. a number of times for this uh, very niche, but very influential newsletter. And she pitched it that night and it was up by eight o'clock. Yeah. Now, if, if she'd never really written for them or hadn't built that rapport with them in advance, it may have been a little more difficult. Well, it would have been a lot more yeah. difficult. So that's yeah. media relations. Influencer relations, well, everyone's an influencer. So that's probably more your power Twitter users or, you know, who's active on LinkedIn that's got a, you know, a decent following and they're active and, you know, mm. maybe you get involved with them. But then I talk about micro power brokers and that might be, uh, you know, not not a big media proprietor or what I'm talking about is, you know, are you in an industry where there's a professional association and who's the president of that or the chairperson or the, mm-hmm. you know, CEO, you know, they've got sway. In fact, they would have an email newsletter. Yeah. Why can you write for that email newsletter to go out to your industry? So it's, there's no cookie cutter with any of this, but it's mm-hmm. about few if you've done your homework, you've built that credibility, then the media relations works. Now, yeah. you can dodge the – I'd suggest you never dodge the content side. But if you uh, have got a good background, 
you're active on social, you're building your audience. Uh, they can see that on social. You're out there, you've got a point of view um, and you're writing some really good content, really good blog, for example. And then you pitch to someone, say you pitch to a radio producer for mm -hmm. a radio show, could be a community show to start something smaller. Uh, but it's talk back, right? And they want someone who knows their stuff, who can talk, who can have a point of view. Um, mm. And if they, they'll check you out. Of course, they're going to check you out. And if they go to the, your website, you do have a website, right? right? If you don't, you're in trouble, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to make it easy for them. If you've got a website with your blog or send them to the blog or you've got a medium.com blog or whatever, you send them to that. They have a look. Okay, I'm comfortable now. Because yeah. all yeah. producers want is comfort because if they put the wrong person on then the then the person who's hosting the show is you know pin them back by the ears later and yeah. say where'd you get that mug so credibility and this is something we don't talk about in content is validation mm. so validation for clients and customers and media and other influencers people yeah. are going to check you out and we know the the stats something like 80 percent of people will check you out before even doing business with you before even ringing you or contacting you so you you look at it from a media perspective you look at it from a business um a partnership opportunity perspective they're going to check you out and will what they find do the professional you justice and that is absolutely critical. So that's where the content comes in. That's where what you do on social um, plays out. But it does play a role if you're going to try and get onto some articles. I saw someone the other day and she got a fantastic article up in an online publication. And, you know, they they know her. They know her background. They know everything that, she, you know, she's she's out there and doing, doing um, you know, live videos and, and mm. blog posts and stuff like that. So what you're doing is reducing the risk and people love reducing love the risk. That. So that's where they, that's where they sit together, those things. Um, mm. and, and I think never underestimate the power of having a con having a coffee with someone who's a bit of a thought leader in, yeah. in your space. Yeah. And getting to know them and getting part of their circle in a genuine, friendly way and add value to them. That's all the influencer it, relations. We hear about influencer marketing, don't we? You know, there's a TikToker out there or an Instagrammer yeah. who pounds really well. You know, have they got influence? Yeah, that's that's to be decided. Um, yeah. But the other thing there is that that's marketing. You're paying them dollars to to spruik on your behalf. Influencer yeah. relations is building a relationship with them, so they like. Oh, they love your blog post. They're going to share that with their audience. Yeah, brilliant. Two different mindsets: marketing and PR. Oh, yeah. And that comes back to the relationships. We just had a question um, come up acro across on the ticker that was how do you maximise uh, your posts that get shared? And I, I would add to that that we've just talked about that the best way to maximise uh, any type of engagement is to actually build that relationship with somebody, reach back out to them, have that, you know, connecting coffee with them, find out a little bit more, and that's where... To me, the magic happens. It yeah. Look, look. If you put something great on LinkedIn and people are commenting on it, how many people don't go back to the people commenting? Mm. How many people don't connect? They, they might be second degree networks, and you don't, you know, you're not even proactively going back and connecting with them. Look, yeah. it's, it's about if people are putting comments on or following you or sharing your stuff or whatever. You want to acknowledge that, and that's part of that growing that audience. That's the oh, slow, yeah. sustainable way of growing that audience. Um, you know, you might have a hundred thousand, you know, in your audience, but do you know your top hundred? Yeah. You know, do you know the people, the people who open, you know, you'll know who opens all your emails, right? Have you ever yeah. connected with them? Yeah. 
you know, have you ever gone and out of your way to help them? No. So that's, they're the little things that if you look at it strategically, it makes sense, but it's small things. But once you've, you understand that it becomes part of your daily habit, that's when extending the reach uh, of your voice can be very powerful because then it could be on the stage, you know, mm. it could be, don't, and don't forget who hosts, who organizes the main conferences in your industry. Yeah. They're an influencer. They're a media influencer. The media just happens to be an event. So yeah. if there's an event you need to be on, you know what to do. You've got to start preparing for that and find out who, who to get close to and just pitch a great idea. And you might lose one year, but you'll back it up the next year, you know. And I think that's uh, just as we I'm um, just watching the time because I know you and I can go a lot, keep going and keep going and keep going. I think one of the key, no, 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 it's, it's been brilliant. I think that's one of the key things is those daily habits of connecting with the right people uh, and building the relationships because that to me ties into your strategic, sustainable and respectful. Yeah. I'll finish so, that. Yeah. Please, uh, please wrap up anything that you'd like to in the last yeah. few. Minutes. Well, okay. you just said about that relationship side of things and connection and make it part of your daily habit. I look at PR as uh, identifying. It's about deepening the level of connection with the people who matter the most to the success of your business or cause or issue. If you're in the nonprofit social mm. entrepreneur space, who are they? Are you deepening? Are you literally deepening your connection with them? And content plays a role, social plays a role, coffees play a role, all of that. I'll just wrap up very quickly with extract. The, the fourth E is extract the value from the profile and the reputation that you build. That's the commercialization of your brand. That's when it's what opportunities are out there over and above what I'm already doing um, to do this because we've got the tools, the technology, the wherewithal now to do that. And it also will be that, you know, that's where you probably start paying for if you want to start scaling, mm -hmm. ramping it up around your ideas. You, you, you know, that's when you get into the more hardcore paid for um, um, digital marketing initiatives. Mm. Mm, brilliant. And I've just asked uh, Roxy to pop the ticker up for everyone so they can see that as they're listening and as, as we close out. Um, this is Trevor's um, highly sought after uh, e-news and the best way to connect with him and certainly get some more of these uh, tips to give you great forward movement as it relates to increasing your visibility, your impact um, and your positioning in this thought leadership space. Um, so do jump on and grab uh, the opportunity in, to connect with Trevor um, in that uh, first element. So, Trevor, thank you very, very, very much for sharing so much of your incredible insights. I think we might need to do another show because I think there's a lot more that we can actually unpack together. I've got I've got at least four or five other questions circled on my notes to discuss with you. So I think we might have to do that at some time. So thank you very, very much for sharing Thanks, so much wisdom Jeez. with us. Um, and please reach out to Trevor Young through LinkedIn. Um, it's one of his favourite places to be. Yes. You'll also find him on Twitter, but the best place to drop on in um, is to, with is on LinkedIn. So Trevor Young on LinkedIn and do jump onto his newsletter as well. Thank you very, very much. Look forward Thank to seeing you. you all again next week. Thank you very much, Trevor. We'll Thank see you. you again very, very soon. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I trust that you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. You can find this episode along with many more on your favorite streaming platform, such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more success secrets exposed with Sally A. Curtis.